I I have I'm barely on social media. I am very like since before Christmas. Uh, oh, we're starting. But you need the glow in the dark. It's coming. Okay, yes, that's right. Star Trek Discovery season three's finale, episode thirteen. That hope is you. Part two is over, but we're just getting started here on Live Long and Podcast. I'm Dave Mater and Jane Mater coming at you with Star Trek Hello. TV and movie reviews, and we got a great panel to break this down. Bringing in next are uh, the co-founder of Live Long and Podcast, Jamil Robinson. How you doing, Jamil? I'm all right. It's you just coming off here. The uh, the ep- the episode. Here I'm just changing my colors because this is- <laughs> And also bringing in next a co-host, J- Michael Chan. Uh, hey. Continue the award, the nominated award nominated for uh, the only Asian. Uh, Actually, award winning. Four winning. Awards. I was right. Yeah. Oh. Four awards award already. Well, there you uh, go. Uh, exciting night for this finale. <laughs> yeah. And last but not least, we have. Uh, Adam Woodward. How are you doing, Adam? Come on, Adam Woodward. Thank you. Congratulations, Michael. Thank you very much. We got we got the disco power going on here. I see some some things going on. We none of us were ready. This was an hour and a half episode tonight, or with commercials long. Because I um I'm watching this episode and it was almost um 10 o'clock, and I'm like, what's going on? Like it's uh five minutes to wrap up. Yeah, it can't be ready. And my friend's just like, oh, when are you starting the podcast? And I said, oh, okay, well, we're going to start at 1020 like we normally do. Uh, I was like, was it longer? He, he goes, I don't think so. He, he must have downloaded it uh, from like the Americans and or whatever and um, uh, got the uh, like no commercials. So it was a different experience because Jane and I couldn't figure it out. It, was, it started tonight. It had this really long recap where I'm like, is the episode going to start? And then it was like commercial. And I was like, I've never seen a commercial after a recap uh, like of what's been going on up until See, I, I borrow my in-laws' vibe uh, on my iPad to watch, and it actually has a length shown. So it actually did show that it was longer than a normal episode. So I knew going in it was longer. I'm glad it was. I think it really paid off in the last... It, it needed uh, to be. It needed to be. I was oh, like, yeah. where is this going? How are they going to wrap this up? I was like, you need this half an hour. Uh, and I'm sure if you're just watching without commercials, you wouldn't even feel it. Because uh, it's, it's it's really only an extra 22 minutes or so. Um, oh, uh, FYI. Not, not live. Oh, live on not YouTube. Live on oh. YouTube. Oh, oh, no. no. Oh, oh, no. What do we do? I don't know what to do. Um, start again? I don't know. <laughs> Do we normally see like a little uh, clock symbol next to YouTube and live long and uh, podcast Facebook? Because I'm not oh, sure. No, we are live on YouTube. We are live. Okay, on cool, 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 cool. Okay, no. Um, or it says we're live on YouTube, Jason. I, I do believe let you. Me, but, uh, let me uh, open up. If, if anyone could check that out, uh, well, I guess well, the show must go on. The disco- that we must continue to talk about discovery. And this night tonight, I don't know where do we start. There's a lot that happened this season. There's a lot that happened tonight. There, Thanks, uh, Jeff. Uh, there, we oh, from we have a comment from Jeff. He's saying we are live on YouTube. And Jeff, I hope you enjoyed this episode as well. I'm sure you probably binge watched the whole season today and got <laughs> caught up right before this. Um, wow. Okay. First of all. Do we start at the end? Do we start with where things left, or is it more about this episode tonight? Where I, I need opinions. 
Can I start with the end credits? Yes, the end yeah. credits. That was that was so weird. so so I was screaming because they decided to use the original Trek uh, theme song as their end credits, and I for me that was huge. It was a surprise and a really pleasant one because this entire season, and we've talked about this. For me, it 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 it's the first time I felt this excited about Star Trek since I was a kid, and that ending theme song really capped it off for me. Okay, yeah, we were saying that yeah, they played the it was the original Kirk theme song um in the in the credits. Uh, I'm not we can I, I'm not sure what the what the meaning of that is. Uh, I, I, I kind of take it like they finally deserve to call themselves Star Trek. Yep. They I feel are like Star Trek now. Because they've paid homage to two multiple tracks throughout the entire season. They've they've connected Discovery to all the different things within the universe this season especially so yeah i agree with jane they earned their name finally yeah well let's talk about the title okay and it, because it's, it's important that hope is you part two that was the the season premiere uh that we watched for 13 weeks ago um and you know back into all the way back in 2020 before the events of yesterday and all kinds of the, the, the <laughs> you remember then remember back then remember back then um <laughs> And that hope is you. And we had the, we, we, we even got that character back from the end of uh, uh, the episode. But yep, it really, yep. it ends with Michael Burnham is now the captain of the USS Discovery. Mm -hmm. And even more, they're in the new uniforms, everybody. So is it, I figured is you would be an interim. Is it what? She interim captain? Interim, interim? Well, she did mention that she, I mean, she had to oh. give a response, except that if Saru does come back, he's technically captain. So there's two well, captains. I thought okay, he well, was giving it to her, like give, give. Like, yeah, I don't, if I come then back, would he pilot I'm something gonna, else? I'm gonna get another job or whatever. Would he captain? Sorry, something else, a different Maybe. ship. Yeah, he might come back and they might put him on another assignment. He might say, the USS okay, Kraken, the USS, I don't know, uh, the Kavanar, whatever that alien thing was that they were playing around on the holodeck with yeah okay and i think the other well equally with michael burnham being the new captain and we got them the crew and the new uniforms and they're kind of in this new century really really after this whole season has, has progressed but we also have this whole thing um with yeah is saru gone has has doug jones left this show was this sort of his finale well jeff is asking where what happened to saru he's gone to his home planet yeah he's help, gone back to, to his help home out a friend to help to kind of take over care of sukal and to help him um like recover and it's important so uh and and i think i really i think saru needs this right now too i think they need each other i think it's a good i think it's good a good story i think they told a good story here with the saru character and doug jones they played it very well i think it was great that he got to spend so much time out of the makeup so because we got more of that really yeah. him. but was this his sort of like i might come back as a recurring character sort of thing but i'm sort of i'm sort of off the show like this is now uh sonequa martin green has to shine here and i can't i'm sort of we're going to be competing if we're both trying to share the ship. Mike, uh, let's go to Adam. Adam, I want to put you on the spot. So it's, uh, what are you thinking? This episode was the perfect ending. Okay. To this, this 13 weeks or whatever we've been in now. I, I, I went in, I was excited right from the start. The recap was great. And, uh, you know, yes, we got a commercial and I thought something was off there too, but man, you know, last week we speculated about who was going to be captain, who was going to die, and and really, none of our speculations came true. Um, 
But what a, what a great episode. Oh, my God. I, I'm completely satisfied. I can't wait to get my rating because I'm just it's – off, it's off the charts. You know, it's, well, and it's uh, extra long. It's like, you, you know, uh, it's, it's – it's, Yeah, and like you guys, I was like five five to nine. I'm going, they have five minutes to wrap up a lot of stuff here. And and, <laughs> and uh, we kept going. And I got in my car at, you know, 920 or 917. I go, huh, all right, I'll be there in time. But so, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Great episode. No, no, I, I have to agree. Like, I was kind of like in the first twenty minutes tonight. I was, I wasn't feeling it, so I was like, oh, uh, because I thought the episode was an hour. And I'm like, we're spending this much time, like we're fighting in the hallways. I really wish I had known that, or I, I looked to see how long this episode was. I just assumed it was an hour because I did. I, I hadn't really felt like it wasn't going to be. Uh, and I was like, well, if this is ha- like the first twenty five minutes, then. Like they don't, it, it can't possibly work, and I'm starting to panic, and and, and it ends up being beautiful. Uh, in, in result, uh, Jamil, uh, how are you feeling about um, this episode uh, and this whole season, maybe? Um, you know what? I am very surprised at the direction of this episode because if I was just eyeballing it, I would have thought that Frakes directed it because it seemed like a very skill hand was was handling this episode the way that they've handled multiple plot points uh, both on discovery uh, at um, federation hq and also on the dilithium planet and it never seemed and you pointed it out it never seemed rushed it seemed that every moment was able to breathe properly like the scene played out as much as it needed to like the action was like punchy as well the the effects budget like where did that come from like this does not seem like the same show that was two seasons ago um what was happening this seemed like a dramatic uh uptick in terms of money being spent even in terms of the the warp scenes um were very impressive um I the do turbo have, fight. Like, that that turbo lift that that was, was amazing. That was yeah, that was a film quality scene. Yeah. And props to my buddy DL McDonald. Great stunt work, buddy. You uh, you <laughs> mentioned it on Facebook, and you did not disappoint. Oh. Yes, there was an excellent job. <laughs> they could already have a cap- captain <laughs> summit with all the captains they've had on Discovery: Lorca, Saru, Burnham, Georgiou, and Pike. Um. <laughs> This, uh, yeah, you're not wrong, Jeff. There's been uh, many well, captains in three seasons. Technically, only four of them were captain of the Discovery. Okay, well, no, but Mira Georgiou was uh, captain of No, I the... mean Pike. Pike wasn't, Pike was... like, Pike captained the Discovery, but he wasn't the captain of ah, the he was, but he was. I'm just saying. I'm, I think I would say he was the captain. He was interim captain. It's kind of like he wasn't he's, like he still had the enterprise, but he was he in wasn't... repair. So he was sort of like on temporary assignment. Hmm. And he even put the unit, he even put it was because he put that discovery uniform on. I think that's what <laughs> made him captain. You would the uniform. The <laughs> uniform is symbolic. If he had left his gold on, I would have said, yeah, he's just kind of here on loan and he happens to be in command of this mission. But uh, yeah, it's... he dove it with both feet. That, oh, no, Jason Doan, he's saying the turbo lift. Turbo lift fight made no sense. It looked like it would fly a shuttlecraft, how much space there was. Okay, and 
we are jumping around here, but I think on the shuttlecraft thing or on the, the, the turbo lift thing, this had been this is uh, consistent with what we saw uh, in that short with it with uh, number one and Spock. You remember the one where they're singing? Yep. Uh, I'm a modern mineral general thing, oh, was... and they showed like oh, oh, what oh. the Enterprise turbo lift system looked like, and it was this crazy vast valley that things fly through and go around and uh, like i kind of got death star feelings for a bit there but i was a little confused i i don't know i think they That's they combined cool. the what we saw uh on the enterprise with the new uh morphing technology because as you saw those little gates were morphing in to to direct the turbo lift so it's like two techs combined like what we saw before and all the new stuff Right, you gotta remember the ship was completely rebuilt too uh, when it came yeah. to the century. So it's not necessary, but because they have that in that other short with the number one in Spock, I feeling like this was already kind of part of Discovery. We just didn't haven't really seen this part of the ship or whatever or this system mm -hmm. uh, in this this way. But I, conceptually, how else is the the turbolift system gonna work? It's not like it's just going to like, well, um, I have to stop at this floor and I have to head over to section 5B to take the other turbo lift to engineering. No, like it has to be it has to move in three dimensional space. Right. Right. That's the only way very it works. cavernous, like very empty inside, like or it's just the ship is that just that big. This particular section they were on, at least, yeah. or they were in like sort of the main. They were in. The, you're, we don't see this because normally they're supposed to be inside these sort of pods. And it, the old in the old way they've been designed is like they move through tubes and they sort of like have like these pre-designed uh, caverns, um, like sort of on tracks. Uh, but here they're 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 saying it's more high tech than that. It, it's it's okay. Like just well, uh, it looked great. I was just surprised. I was yeah, like, it was surprised. But I don't get hung up on that. I the move like this. Uh, Jason when he messaged me earlier, he said this looked like a movie. Like, it was like it felt like a two hour movie. It really did. And I feel like yeah, the special effects have been impressive. Uh, they have really gone the extra mile a lot of times here. Some I think. Yeah, I think we need to talk about the ammo chain and the villain and everything that happened. But I thought the whole thing was exciting. So was. okay. We had that really long recap. Then we got, after this commercial, um, we're back in the holodeck. We have Su Sukal, Saru, and Culber. It really starts with Culber. They're, they're, they're dying from the radiation. And uh, it's, it, it's starting to go bad. And they have to sort of get on with Sukal. Like, they have to get out of here. Uh, and then Adira shows up. And Adira, uh, as we know, she had beamed off uh, a book, book ship. And she's been made to look. I can't remember the name of this species that, uh, but we have seen it before. It is this. It was. Yeah, the, I couldn't remember. You remember? It was the the one here. I got it's it right from. here. Yeah, here's here's Adira in the form she appears on the holodeck. Uh, it was that species that Tilly made friends with in like the short she oh, had. Oh, yeah, the one that was like in that she ended up being like the oh, queen. Oh, the of, eyes that just go. Yeah. So that implies this species later joined the Federation as well, because all of these like uh, hollow disguises are meant to make them appear like Federation members. Um, and but even bigger than that, what? Gray. 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 Yeah. Like Gray Tall is walking around, and it he's he uh it, he's uh not um just like a part of Adira's imagination or psyche. Or a trauma. It's this is something. This is, gray is real. Gray is very real. That the the, the hologram came out. Yep. Uh, it's still a holodeck. So, right. What happened here? 
explain the science of this to me. All I was, uh, I, I just felt like it manifested whatever. So, so, so I think they're implying that what's happening with Adira is more than just a, 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 a vision, it's more than just in her head. There is something going. I mean, she is human, right? They're not trills are not supposed to be able to be in her. So right. something happened with I, I would assume quickness of Gray dying and her taking on. And so, so somehow it allowed her to stay alive and it allowed him his consciousness maybe to still exist so that when well, the holodeck read her brain waves or whatever separated like read her as two people and not just as one. She's and, projecting two consciousness. But Gray yeah. is what Gray is not the only previous host of the tall symbiote. Like there were several before, but she like all right. But it's because it, I I think there's something with the way it happened that she got the trill in her that allowed her to live and him to still be there. Has I don't think previously there's been um a troll host a trill host that was so interconnected with the previous. <laughs> He's asking where your, where your enterprise is at. You got to get on that. <laughs> I know it's bad. Everyone's got, a, everyone's got an enterprise. Go, sorry. Go ahead. Um, there hasn't been a trill that has um, its host is continuing on to one that was so interconnected mm -hmm. uh, with the previous host. And I think that could be causing the displacement Right, there isn't like an absorption of the persona into the the new host, and it yeah. could be the reason why. I have a prediction about what we're going to see next season, which is I think the solution for seeing Gray would be kind of like the Doctor in in Voyager. It would be some kind of hollow version of him, where and because they have the tech, right? To if that holodeck is able to read her and project him then they should technically theoretically be able to come up with something to read her and project him. Yeah. And, and, and I agreed. And I think that the scene tonight where like gray realizes they have to turn the holodeck off and, and he's going to disappear and he's going to have to go back to being only seen by Adira. Uh, I was like, I, I struggled with it a bit because I understand like, Oh, that's gonna be so hard for me to do that. But at the same time, I'd be like, this is amazing. I I'm dead. I'm a dead past host. I shouldn't, you shouldn't even be able to see me, Adira. Now that we have this hope of sort of giving me this next life as a hologram, this is amazing. We'll figure it out later. Like, you know, don't be sad. Be happy. You are way too positive for this situation. <laughs> Keep in mind, this has been months. That, I think that, there's a silver lining here. I think there's a lot of things to be happy about. Yeah. And, and honestly, guys, aside from the science of it, it was a great conclusion or, you know, evolution to that storyline. Yep. Agreed. You know, yeah. I, I, where is this going? Where are we going with Gray? And where, where right. is it? And, but you can't just have him as, a, as a, somebody to talk to on the side here, you know, an imaginary friend. This is this is great. Like, I, I love the way this storyline went. Um, we, we've enjoyed or I have enjoyed the character of, of Gray. Um, of gray but certainly adira and and, and the and the uh, relationship with um with you and stamis so i mean it's this is great like again i you know you think about that that for the the amount of little time they spend on these characters you know they become quite likable uh and you know i i've grown fond of them for the season a lot and I, I, question here from jason he's saying we saw gray on the bridge at the end of the episode was that a hollow gray 
I don't believe it was gray. I think you maybe are thinking of some. You might be um, mistaken. Oh, gray was there. He's right. It was gray. He was in the room, but I. My, uh, sorry, uh, Michael Burnham did not acknowledge that no. gray. So I. Oh, okay. I, then it was I, then it was Adira. Adira. Adira only Adira can gray. see gray because yeah. gray was not wearing a uniform, right? Yeah. God. Wait. Oh, gray was uniform? a uniform. Uh, well, it it wouldn't make sense if no, Gray was in uniform, wouldn't. but um, but Idira was in uniform, but uh, yeah, she Adira was. definitely was. I mean, yeah, they were. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I want to get back to that. We'll get to that sort of. Well, I think we have to get through the episode and then we get back to the ending and sort of talk about the next season because it, it was exciting. It was maybe my favorite part of the episode was sort of how like, and this is where we're going now, right? And so I was like, oh, okay, uh, that's exciting. I hope it's not like, I, I felt like that at the end of Star Trek Four, where they're like, and now we got a new ship, let's go. And then Star Trek Five. Yeah, well, but it led to Star Trek Six. Six! So, so, <laughs> so maybe that will be a, a moment to come. But um, so we talked about Gray. Gray's back in the fold uh, in Vulcan form with a nice uh, blue bowl cut going on there. It was uh, like the traditional Vulcan haircut with the dye I thought was, Fun new kind of look in there because no, it was fun. yeah, I was like, well, what? Yeah, as soon as I saw Gray, I'm like, well, why are you? Why is the holodeck giving you ears and <laughs> whatever? That was that was fun. Then we get over to the battle where we have um, uh, Osira. She's got the discovery. She's taken on the entire Starfleet from inside their base. Uh, I, I, somehow, I guess uh, I know the discovery was upgraded, but uh, and they don't want to destroy it. But it seemed like. The entire fleet against one ship was going on a little hard. Well, the uh, fleet is still away. Well, some ships were inside. We saw some ships. I, there was there. two ships, wasn't there? Two ships. Two. It was just Voyager was there, right? Voyager. They mentioned it, um, and I think there was another ship plus the base itself. But wasn't the ships that were left back? Weren't they under repair? I'm just assuming. Okay, I, I think this might. The bat. I don't know how everyone else felt about this battle at the beginning. Uh, it's the one. It's it's. This is all happens before even like the credits, right? Like the, we we haven't even got to the credits uh, of the the past cold open. But this battle, I was like, what the heck's going on? Like they're fighting the discovery. They're her ships outside, but then the Vulcans show up. But then they punch a way through. But something get out, and then it was just like, blah, 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 blah. and then it was like, okay, we're out of here. Wait, you, you forgot. You forgot something pretty major there was Michael Burnham's talk with Vance. You know, he she's saying, you know, basically stand down, trust me. Well, that, yeah, that was sort of like, yeah, as like the battle progressed, but uh, yeah. and yeah, Michael Burnham's brought up to the bridge after they caught her and frostbite three. Why do you get a load of Syrah, whatever? I love frostbite, and then uh, you know, but the, yeah, the first few minutes where like she's got Michael Burnham and book hostage after she's killed our oh the kobayashi maru right the no win scenarios yeah. and all these kinds of things um osira okay and cronenberg cronenberg makes his appearance here standing side by side but with vance and i thought this was interesting and i have a question for the group here uh maybe i'll, I'll give it to adam adam do you think that cronenberg could be uh his character um what's his character's name i'm sorry uh david the character david cronenberg's played the guy with the glasses and the soon tie it, it, could he be the Federation president? He can be the president. He, actually, that's a great, a great role for him. Fantastic, love it. I was actually thinking that too. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Vance said in when negotiations last episode with Osira, he's. Uh, I'll speak on behalf of the president. We haven't seen the council or the or anything out, really outside of Vance. Vance, we've said maybe Vance is like he's just run the whole show. He's like it's like the Wizard of Oz or don't look behind the curtain. But perhaps Cronenberg. 
um is, is yeah do, do you yeah, think so James? the way where he was standing there on the bridge the way he was or, speaking or, feeling standing yeah. against like osira too yeah and everything else uh but he wasn't just a background science guy he wasn't no, right, or, some or, kind you know, of why, why would a, yeah why would a you know a counselor or whatever he is be on yeah. on the bridge of the yeah like, it's uh, clearly more than we've we we know we thought he was yeah absolutely yeah. Right. And and some interesting things, uh, you know, like this whole thing. Osi Who did Osiris slap in this one? Oh, she slapped, um, she slapped Michael. 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 Yeah. She slapped Michael. Osiris slapped. Pretty hard. On my, on my page here. And I'm like, whoo. Uh, okay. And Osira, like, we'll get to her eventual demise in this episode. But like, she was... She was put. The, she was pissed. She's like, I'm going to put the screws to yeah. everyone as hard as I can in every scene. Um, Margot Kidder's niece, uh, the you know Lo the lowest lane of the '70s. Uh, she, this, uh, she's great. I thought she was. I am sad to see was, her go. I was like, you can't uh, yeah. kill her. You got to like leave her sort of around. But well, uh, she was yeah. I, I, on the ground. Who knows? Did we see blood? Before we. Before we get too far ahead, I do want to talk about that moment of uh, Michael Burnham and Stamets when she uh, puts him in a bubble and blasts him away. Oh, from last episode, right? Where she's, he's like, we came to the future for you. And how could you, Michael? Because that's where they opened this episode, right? Essentially, with the recap. Sorry, I watched both of them. I watched both of them almost back to back. So Yeah, yeah. They This, this picks up right when the battle, right after she's launched him out. Yeah. So he comes in, he comes in, he says, sir, whatever, da, da, da. And, and he's like, but we have to get Discovery and then we have to go back and save uh, Culber and Adir because they're my family, ah. right? And, and he's like, well, you know, you're the only one who can run the spore drive. And she was right to send you here. And I know it sucks, but uh, see you later. And, you know, he's like, well, yeah, I was going to say, like, it was an interesting, <laughs> interesting line for me from Vance because this season has been all about that, right? The, the, the contrast between doing things because you want to versus what's better for the Federation as a whole. That struggle has been persistent. I felt through the season. And I think, I mean, this episode did a good job of showing that Michael has learned or, and last episode too, but also that she now fights harder to make sure that personal uh missions i guess and federation uh things that are good for the federation can both work out in the end right instead of one you know doing one thing and then the other uh being to the other's detriment absolutely like the like the, the whole if, if star trek is about anything it's about the needs of the many i need the way to the few but if anything it's really more about how what is the exception to that when did the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many you know hence when do you save your friend even though you have direct orders when do you go when when you violate the prime directive when, is you know, she kind of a curt character because i'm thinking like the kobayashi maru the doing things your own way oh michael burnham you mean yes yes I think Michael they they kirkified Michael Burnham tonight. Yes. They she was punching, she was kicking, she was throwing things, she was poo poo poo. She she they were they, yeah. this, like even they played this original series theme song. If anything, there uh, that the scene in the turbo lifts uh, that was it's kind of going back and forth with her fight with Osira uh, later on in the episode. It very original series feeling. Uh, more of the action feel, uh, maybe a little Star Wars esque without lightsabers or anything like that. You know, <laughs> just more punch them and and shoot them kind of stuff. 
Though she is going to have uh, problems with Stamets probably next season. <laughs> Comment from Jason here. He says, they made pretty clear that this season that there are situations where the needs of the many do not outweigh the needs of the few. Um, there are times. Absolutely. And you have, but I think you're trying to always like, what's my duty? It's what's balance. the right thing? And how do I, and I, I, I do take obsession with Stamets. I am pissed at Paul Stamets, the character. Um, he is too, no, no, don't even Jamil. I cannot. It is he, that, that look he gives Michael Burnham at the very end of this episode with the little it's honesty, get out of here, get out of here. You should leave Starfleet. You're not, you know, I, because you're the only, the guy who can only run the, the spore drive or whatever, but, um, not anymore, not anymore. Not anymore. Oh. Book can kind of do it, or he can. Can he just do it? Is he just well? Not? His people. Think about it. Can that means his people can. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah like great. Okay. Bring them into Federation. Now you have a whole bunch of empaths. Yeah. Well, that's that's a, a mission. I think that's something they can pursue. But it's the Force. Jamil, why am I wrong about this? Come on. You're wrong on it because he was emotionally compromised. He was. And Michael made the right play, right? Yes. So he has to deal with it on multiple levels. One, the possibility of losing his entire family, right? And Vance spoke to him. I liked how they looped it in, um, both in that conversation and we later learn about Vance and his his family and what happened to them, right? Yeah. Um, and two, Stamets is very practically he, he, he assumes he's right all the time and he was wrong and having to live with that and look michael in the eye is another thing that he's going to have to deal with so to me i think that was perfect and something that will obviously be built upon in next season don't need to resolve everything right but you can if you leave one or two little um things hanging on that continues on next season so you have a starting off point for character interaction it's perfect I, I thought they played it the right way paul is right to feel that way but he's wrong overall mm -hmm. i agree with jamil and and <clears throat> what you have to expect next season and i hope it happens is that he he just forgets michael burns call and understands what she was doing but I think you're right. There will be some friction between the two of them, and I don't really like that time or that storyline personally. Yeah, I would. I would like to mention that uh, I myself absolutely understood how he felt. Like the it 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 truly like tugged at my heartstrings. Like I was like, I I I I get it. I get I it. I mean, you, it was I, the wrong call. It was the wrong call. But I get it. He. But my issue is not that not that he's pissed off in the moment even. Right, but more that he's harboring that resentment very outwardly. Uh, I think um, uh, Michael but Connor says when they shoved him outward. on that civilian transport, I thought Stamets was cooked. Yeah, because <laughs> Vance is like, put him on the civilian transport. And you're like, that doesn't sound good. Um, <laughs> bye bye. I mean, going? come on. It, it was kind of like it's still raw, right? And and he's always been pretty open with his emotions as a character. Well, Jason's with me. He's glad that Stamets is no longer the golden boy. I don't know if he was ever the, my golden boy of this, but... Um, Wait a second here. Consider how much he's changed since season one, where he was that arrogant, know-it-all, I'm the only one who can do this kind of guy. I think he's the character development on, on Stamets has been great. 
He's come. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care about just himself anymore. You, you definitely. I mean, he was with you back then, but you don't. It was, I don't feel that there was a love or a really relationship between the two of them then. But you, I think that you, you've got this evolution of that character where he is now compassionate. He, he cares for people. He's got a daughter. Uh, you know, and yes, he's going to feel this way. And I think it's, you know, that character particularly has changed a lot over the three seasons. And I, and I really, you know, I just, just hope it's not, you know, confrontational next season. I'm sure it'll just probably be like maybe half an episode or, or, or less. It, it, if they continue to write the way they do now, they'll get, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll deal with it pretty quick. They're getting an episode where they're trapped on a planet together. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, they're go I'm sure they'll work this out. Or I, I, I want to see growth from Stamets because I, I was talking about a lot about this last week. But it was this whole thing with like Stamets, you're in Starfleet, and yes, you serve with your your husband and now your adopted child in Adira. But you got to understand that you're you all know the risks. You're, you're all all three of you have chosen to live this life, and and so you can't put you. Um, those needs ahead obviously that happens we've we've dealt with this in star trek before multiple times with family members serving together and it's it, you know going back as far as probably like wesley crusher and, and beverly crusher but um but michael 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 you know went and did her own thing early in the season and i think this season did a good job with other characters to explore their own feelings like saru right when michael talk to him about his feelings of you know and and him going on a mission and now stamets has to deal with the same thing so it's not just like a one character thing and everyone else is perfect so i i don't know i i'm okay with that i think i was i think it's a good exploration to have this season yeah okay. and that's what makes this show good like that's what uh tng did you know once we got to know the characters we yeah, love yeah. them right Absolutely right. So, sure. Okay. I, I'm saying Stamets, I, but I don't want to see it go the other way. I don't want to, because, geez, we just like, we spent this whole season like, Michael Burnham, can you just follow orders? Michael, can you just do like the captain kind of stuff, you know, or, like the noble thing, right? Like, don't, don't go off, off, not, I, I was going to say off book, uh, not book uh, Cleveland, but, you know, like, she, goes, book. Book. she, goes, she on book. goes on book. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah, and um, who could resist? And, you know, but with, like, you, come on! Like she got, she wasn't even allowed to be the first officer. And it's like, oh, okay, maybe the first officer. You're just a science officer now. You pissed me off through. You know, that was only like five episodes ago, right? And so she, like, so the Stamets plot line is what concerns me. In that, is that, um, you know, he's just gonna make her question things more often. And I'm like, no, do the, do it, do it right, Michael. You, you, you're starting. You, Saru was getting it. You're now you're getting it. And 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 that's my show, Jane. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. I could see him leave. I don't know. I'm done with Stamets. But... <laughs> well, what are they going to do with them next year? Like that's the question. Now you've got yeah. on the ship too. So you know, yeah, what's it, what's his job? You know, uh, well, you know one thing that I mean, I he's an engineer. When you uh, had uh, um, book, no, what did you say? He still deals with the all the all the spores and stuff. I mean, it's not like book. Even if book can like put his hand in goo. It, he can't deal with like all the all the spores in there, which is what Stamets has been doing, right? He he takes care of all that stuff. So I, I would assume that every ship that eventually I guess has a spore drive will need a specialist, and he's the one on on Discovery. He's the spore drive. Do you think guy. that's the direction they're going in, or just dilithium? Like 
I thought mm-hmm. they didn't want. I thought it hurt the mycelial network oh, to okay. have them traveling through it a lot. So a lot. Uh, gonna, yeah, like, right. yeah. So I think they're not going to give everything because they are mining dilithium. They flip flopped on this. They because they they didn't know is the spore drive something that the fans are going to accept, and it was kind of like yes, but the time period you put it in the first season makes it very difficult to resolve a whole bunch of other Star Trek stuff. So it, 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 you're kind of alienating the fan base, the existing fan base. Maybe you can grow a new fan base, but the existing fan base is sort of alienated, uh, or at least partially, you know, if you care about that kind of stuff, right? Like why the Voyager could have sure to use a, a spore drive and they were 150 years later or whatever. So it's, but when you, so yeah. I, I think it's a cool effect. I love it. I like that they, it's this awesome kind of plot line. I love where they've set it in the future now. It's a special, unique technology that makes their ship so special. That's cool. You know, I almost feel like season three should have been the season one we should have got from the beginning. You know, I would assume that they want to have backup systems of some sort. Maybe, maybe every ship will be a hybrid from now on, because if they're, if they're dilithium core or whatever, you know, is compromised, they can use the mycelial network. If it truly does damage it, right. If you go too much, then don't use it unless you have to. So now you have two two ways to get places. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, you're right. They were saying for a while, oh, it hurts it. It's it's bad for the environment. We're gonna stop mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, actually, no, never mind. That, that we're wrong with that. We just were. Well, so does warp apparently. Too, yeah, right? but but, but only but if we make the nacelles go like this, it's fine. Yeah. So it's a uh, they can write it. They can write it whatever they want, right? So it's 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 all good. Um, okay, so we're all over that. Okay, so there's this whole chase where uh, Osira gets away. Uh, and so they're being chased, and uh, the, the crew is trying to take back the ship throughout the episode. Uh, the other big storyline is Sukal and Saru and all them. We're going back and forth, but just like I just want to talk about Sukal and Saru, all of their scenes tonight, the whole Kelpian storyline here. I thought it was really strong. I thought Doug Jones, Doug Jones deserves a nomination for this stuff. I think yep. beautiful. And I feel like we've talked about all this other stuff, but we've kind of lost out. And the other, the actor who's playing Sukal through uh, yeah. through all that makeup, you know, what's the word we say? Oh, I'm going to go outside. Oh, dangerous! Or what you <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to see it? It was great. It was so good. I was yes. like, uh, great character. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I laughed at that. I don't think I was supposed to laugh, but I did. Uh, oh, it was so. It was like. It was so unique the way he said it. It was like it was almost like the episode of Deep Space Night in the Pale Moonlight where the Romulan Vrina goes, "It's a thing." Oh yeah, <laughs> like it was like it was like in that kind of caliber for me, you know, for 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 line reads. Um, you know, if anything, like this whole storyline tonight with Sukal and Saru, did it did did it just feel long? That was my maybe my only thing was did 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 like trying to convince him to leave the ship outside was okay did yeah. it be too much or was it or would it have been too easy if they had sped it up i i dave i, I thought it was too long at the time because i thought we only had an hour right and now that we <laughs> it went longer i was like okay this is okay i feel like i gotta go back and watch it again because i felt yeah. the same i'm like come on guys like, like this is good but like there's a lot of stuff we can take with the ship we gotta do. <laughs> on my end because i knew it was extra long i uh, it, it felt right to me I noticed, I, as Jamil mentioned, I don't normally notice uh, camera work and stuff, but on this, when they're with Saru in the holodeck, I noticed like the camera kept on going upside down. And um, yeah, they were they were flipping things at a lot. At one point, like Saru's like, "Oh, the ship is disintegrated," but this 
disintegrating. But then we were like from this angle where you saw things falling apart. I thought like I thought it was really cool how they did it. Yeah, yeah like um, Jamil, this this whole story, the performances, like you said, you were really into it. Uh, it was surprisingly so because in previous episodes, I was kind of like, man. Um, I kind of wish that everything was back in uh, Discovery in the um, in previous episodes, and to come to this conclusion where I actually care about the outcome, I wasn't like, "Let's hurry up and rush back so we can see what was happening." I was invested in the character and his journey to to leave, which I was like, "I know it had to happen," but I. I, I I didn't know. I, I I could not have foreseen them doing a great enough job that I actually was kind of like I was stoked that he was coming back to Discovery. Yeah. Well, I was just hoping it wasn't going to fall apart. Largely, I'm like, don't cause like another burn or like don't set him off or like you know he's like a nuclear bomb. Be careful with him. Like. So uh, there's a comment from Jason Doan um, about about the resolution of the burn i will i will agree if there's one criticism i'm going to make for this entire season is the resolution of what the burn is um i'm i'm going to say that now that i have the like how it's all resolved the three episodes are resolved i'm still not satisfied but i'm not upset I, I, it's, it's, a it's a, an explanation that I'm okay with, but only okay. It's the least exciting part of the season for me. Um, yeah. is the burn resolved? I don't think we know the cause of the burn, but I don't think the repercussions, um, f from what exactly we're being told from, um, this is resolved and i think that's how saru coming back is gonna be um involved uh, oh i don't i don't mean that i meant the explanation that his his genetics uh in while in the womb being modified caused him to have a connection to the dilithium then when he screamed at a certain frequency caused a subspace explosion essentially i found that I, I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't what I, I saw coming, and I and I don't know if that's the way I like it to have gone. I kind of liked it, you know, just the grief of the death of a parent. Like I don't know. I felt like. Oh, oh I'm okay with that. Oh, okay. I, I'm just saying it's it, that part. I actually cried there at that yeah. part. Um, it, it's just, it's not that. It's hmm. that you have a being that developed the ability. Oh. to explode dilithium like compared to like the mystery of the signals and the red angel and everything we got in season two this was but that's what i mean i'm okay with it fine but i i have to say like from a sentiment of like there was this mystery the burn it just it changed the galaxy changed the universe forever all like dilithium all warp cores exploded simultaneously it it set the it set it back it set the galaxy back it kind of uh you know put it back into the old west days almost are you think it's just too far-fetched that the, the science of this no the science fiction of it makes complete like science fiction sense it makes it. sense dilithium it's has a, a connection to subspace through mm -hmm. subspace because he's a genetic mutation connected to all this dilithium he's able to sort of tap into that subspace 
thing or whatever like sure like it, it's not completely implausible through like through science fiction star trek logic mm-hmm. so um but is it like were we hoping it, it was caused by q or or okay. or it was some kind of malevolent thing that they had to stop this threat that they had to stop and it, it was a threat they had to stop. It just turned out to not to be a malevolent one. It ended up being sort of like this innocent uh, thing. And it also ties into this through knowing that Doug Jones was going to have this journey as the captain of this season. He was the captain throughout this whole season. And then he leaves only to pass this torch to Michael Burnham tonight. You know, I think in retrospect, I think I'm going to look at this whole storyline probably fondly, but it's going to depend sort of where the show goes from here. I think they still have work to do in this new post burn universe. Um, and but it's, I exciting, that, though. it's exciting. Oh, I imagine yeah. there's some aliens upset with Sukal. Uh, you know, there are people, you know, that, that <laughs> well, yeah. he, himself, he already understands the weight, right? I think yeah. for me, what made me okay with it was just the emotional weight and the way they wrote. It's such an emotional thing, right? It, it that, that I'm okay with it from a I guess a character development and a relationship standpoint. I'm just, this was just not what I was, I would have expected. And I'm not, obviously, it, it, you know, there's amazing surprises and they're just surprises where I'm just like, yeah, oh, okay, sure. You know, and this is a, okay, sure. Bill Irwin plays uh, Sukal as, uh, and yeah, great character actor, as mentioned by Michael Connor here uh, in the, from the series Legion uh and jason's saying here i would not be surprised to the, see the secret of a kelpian causing the burn to occur in some race or faction will go after kaminar i think you know that's but that's kind of to be expected almost right like obviously it's not his fault and but there are especially especially maybe some um romulans who we saw because Vol- navarre and vulcans and the romulans they sort of took the, the 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 brunt of the blame for this they were believed to somehow be behind it for a, a long yeah. time and I imagine that there's got to be some people there that are harboring resentment. Uh, what about species we haven't seen? Like, I don't know, Klingons. Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Well, yeah. In, in this in this century. This whole season, we were Klingon free this season. Uh, compared yeah, to- I was surprised. I was like, hey, ain't no Klingons. They, they better be coming in next season. I think so. With the return of Dilithium coming back, um, and seemingly the Federation up on its feet where it's interconnecting with past allies and new allies, like the reaching out to the empire has to happen. Yeah. Which empire? The Klingon. The Klingon, Klingon empire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't even know if it still exists. As far as, for all we know, um, Kronos joined the Federation. Oh. Uh, oh well, yeah. I think Tyler survived um, in cryogenic, uh, no, chamber. we're not bringing back Tyler. Start here. Don't try to bring back these old demons. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. I could see you doing it. I could see you doing it. Here. I'm going to bring you all oh, Tyler storyline or let's get, yeah, let's get back Lorca or Georgiou in here. Like, you know, some of these like stories that didn't like, Let's just leave them in the, the season that they lived in. You know what? I am uh, after a season like this, I I feel bad. I feel bad that uh despite whatever people say where I feel that we had an up and down season one, 
uh, of less than stellar season two. This was always in the show. What we saw, right, what they were able to do was always in the DNA of this show. And it took three seasons, right, for them to get here. And I just wish, I just wish that this was from the gate, the get-go. I, I, like, right out the gates, it was this strong. I really wish it was. Um, but can't complain about the journey it took to get here. But I just imagine I'm like, we would be three seasons into a quality presentation of what we're seeing right here. Well, now we're one season through. And for for Star Trek, right? Yeah. Uh, TNG, Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, the first two seasons, three seasons. Like, Uh, yeah, you got a great point. Like, Voyager, Voyager, first first three seasons of Voyager, there's some good episodes, but mostly they're mostly not good. Um, or they're mostly like they're mediocre they're mediocre to good maybe and uh, i think the show when seven of nine joins voyager the show yeah. gets a lot better right there's kind of two eras of voyager it never gets that great but it's voyager uh and so it's uh it, you know the, the next gen the, i think the first season of next gen is mostly bad uh in, in retrospect of this um i think he's coming back well i'm i'm excited for the next season that's for sure after after this, the I writing think. is tight. Already in production. It's been already in production. They have like they have been working on it for months on end, right? Like I do not. I'm not surprised if there's a quick turnaround time for for season four. And I'm stoked. I I thought a couple months back. I'm like, oh yeah, well, Discovery's coming back. Um, but I loved Lower Decks so much. I kind of wish I got more Lower Decks. Uh, can I get more Discovery, please? Yeah, I, can't, I, I, mean, I, I, I'm, I feel the same way. I'm like, I'm sitting here. Oh, man, we need more Discovery. Guys, we need another 10 episodes. Or we need our, our season four as soon as possible. Can, I was not feeling like this at the end of season two. Like, I, I want to rewatch this season already. Like, I haven't gone back to Picard at all. Like, I, but I want to rewatch this one. Yeah. This was, this was a lot of fun. Um, something. Yeah, you know, and so we kind of talked about the Sukal and the Saru storyline, uh, and all, and, you know, Dira and Culber there too, and all that. Um, the only other thing, I guess, is maybe like the last moments or maybe that hollow recording, because I, I don't want to keep jumping back and forth too much here. I kind of want to stay on this story and kind of talk it through. Like all the flashbacks with um, him as a child and the mother and sort of everything there. I thought that was really good. I was like, oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, there's nothing like you can anyone can write that kind of scene and and I like I just feel like they brought it to life so totally, well like it's just uh you you could see the pain in the mother's face as she's telling him to call you know yep you could see him as a you feel for that poor child you know and then you you as an adult he's watching himself talk to his mother who's dead on the floor her her uniform is anyway and my god like it was it was a powerful scene and you could almost see that kind of emotion bursting out of him and, and causing this burn. And, you know, I wasn't unsatisfied. Sorry, I dropped you guys, but I wasn't unsatisfied with that, uh, that ending just because of the way that was played. It was great. You know, I felt great about it. Yeah. Jane. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Like I like I liked the ending. I liked the, the cause of the burn where it went. Like I initially thought, Oh, it's some nefarious, like, is it the, Borg or whoever, 
But I like this thought. It was um, powerful, simple, too, in a way. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And for me, honestly, guys, I, I could be done with the burn now. And let, let's do something else next season. Because, you know. Yeah. Now that we have the explanation. Yeah. I'm, we have the explanation. Although, like, yeah. Like there, I think there will be stories that will tie into this. Like it just this this post burn universe, and they got the yeah. you got the Emerald Chain. We presumably have other players that are going to get involved. There, uh, so. I'm guaranteeing one to two episodes though, where where somebody is going to go after him. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think it has to happen. They got to bring Saru back into the fold, and anything that deals with Sukal, I think, is going to deal with Saru from moving on here. Yeah, as Jamil uh, says, once people find out, they're going to. Some people are going to be pissed. <laughs> like, oh, there's someone we can kill. Awesome, let's do it. Somebody's to blame, you know. Somebody's to blame. But if let's say you're um, part of the Emerald Chain, and you feel that you want to bring the Federation and the planets to the knees. Um, well, you have a weapon there that you can, you know, finagle your way to oh, deploy. Because he's 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 super powered, man. Now, I took it that he only has that power within that system. No, I don't think that's so. Not, I thought that's what Culpin said. When you leave, you're not a danger anymore. He's not a danger because the amount of dilithium close to him is not large enough to actually cause a burn. But I would assume that he still has a subspace connection to dilithium in general. So hypothetically, he could gambit like X-Men gambit dilithium. I'm following you. I know what you Jane is moving. Kind of like amplify it with something. You can like charge things right with his powers. Oh, yeah. Because okay. maybe like the they can do a lot of things with his mutation and what that means and what he can do. Um, I think that you know it depends how much they want to bring back the Sukala character uh, moving forward. But there's you can like literally make an entire X Men out of people in in this universe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, you have a Kelpian with those spikes flying out of their heads. Yeah. You have, you have, and, and then like the 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 dilithium controlling exploding dude. You have book with the with the empath. <laughs> He's the empath. Right. Control, yeah. empath. Control. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. There they you go. X Men superpowers. They do have a bunch of superpowers in there. I want to get to the other storyline too, which was the, uh, the, the, the the to take back the ship from Osira. Osira versus Burnham. Uh, Osira and and Mister uh, what's it? Uh, a scientist dude, Aurelio. Uh, you know they uh, they had some conflicts tonight. They were not getting along so well. Um, it's about to get so much worse, and there he ends up. He ends up staying on the ship afterwards. By the way, uh, Aurelio, and and he because when she says beam all the regulators off, uh, it didn't include him. Uh, so that was that was cool because so they found a way to get him into the show. They're like, we're bringing you into the show. We're making you this new character. We talked about last week. We've got too many characters, and somebody would be killed off, and now we've got another one. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Well, Saru left, so you can come in. You know. Yeah. Um, and she's oh, and we've got gray, and we've got a real gray now too. So we've got we have a new, yeah. yeah, we have a real gray. We can interact with people. Uh, we'll see if that if that means more screen time for gray or not. Um, but with the with the whole uh, who was I talking about here? Uh, I'm sorry, I lost my thought. The Aurelio, Aurelio, no Aurelio, Osira in the plot and book. They were torturing book. 
right? Yeah. Uh, in the in the machine, it was like you know he was screaming, it was he's gonna die of agony, and you're like, oh, we're gonna get you a siren. Oh, are we ever going to get you? But before that, there was a whole talk where where, where Aurelia tries to stop her, and he's like, you know, they have first she she tries the normal thing where if I just say it or like he'll accept that I have to do bad things or, or unpleasant things. But here he's like, no, I'm going to stand up to you. Uh, inspired seemingly by the speech that Stamets gave to him the last episode. And, uh, and she's like, yeah, well, the, the human heart's not uh, very complicated uh, the compared to the, the Ryan heart, which is six valves and all things. Uh, more canon establishing. So I like that. Um, and with, but anyway, she, 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 she says, uh, you'll be next time you won't wake up or whatever. And she kind of knocks him out. You know, like, okay, I guess that's the end of that with those two. Um, do we like that character enough? Like, or is does the, they love that actor. So they're going to find a way to bring him into this show. And, uh, Aurelio, the future of Aurelio. Cause it, this, it is they needed, someone with future science or at least emerald chain science at least for now to be in the cast so that they can advance the technology for next season is what i'm assuming he's here for all right that's why ren had to die ren could have been that guy oh ren yeah probably our andorian guy who got blown away by Syrah last week uh yeah justice for ren um i wasn't very attached to him as much. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. They're no. like, ah, who cares about Rin? We yeah. got Aurelio. Yeah. Aurelio. Um, and everything else. And then so finally Michael Burnham's like, fine, I will convince him. But she pulls a fast one and she gets it and she puts up the force field and she gets the thing and she shoots the guys and then she gets out. It's like, yes. <laughs> Change the a lot of really good action from a lot of people. Like the whole bridge crew making their way through the ships and then the robots joining them and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then we got a question here from Jason. He's saying, what, um, other than saving the discovery R2, <laughs> what happened with that sphere data? So we saw, okay. Like, at the end of last week, those sphere data were turned into those droid things or the, the droids were already there. They were repair droids on the ship. And the sphere data is more like of a sentient conscience of sorts. And now inhabits, I thought it was just the three. I thought we were gonna get the Huey, Dewey, Louie I said last week. No, I guess it's it's multiple, multiple droids, but they're all individuals, right? Mm, Is that yeah. what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was I I I'd like to look understand that a little bit more, like exactly how the sphere data is working with those uh, droids and how many there are and how many individuals are sort of in the ship. But I'm sure they'll get to that next season. Um, and this, yeah, and so Mike Burnham, we get the B team, as I call them, the Tilly and the, and, uh, you know, Joanna, and we got, you know, and, and uh, Asano, uh, no, it's a Joanna, Joanna, and then there's Robodie. Um, Robodie, yeah. I'm forgetting all the names. I'm forgetting all the names. Detmer. Detmer, Detmer, and Detmer, and all of them, right? Reese and all of them, right? So they're 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 suffocating down in engineering, I think, and uh, it's not going so well. And they need to get out. And uh, she's like, "Well, we can die here. We can die saving Osira." Tilly says this. It's uh, another instance of, um, you know, one or the group. You know, what's the saying? The needs of the man, the needs of the one, or the needs of the many. Yes. Right. Uh, And and I was like, well, what do you think, Like, what do you think, Tilly? Like, yeah, of course we're all gonna go try to stop the bad guy who took over our ship and is, you know, really ruined our day here in general. But uh, but I'm fine. You know, 
All worked out. All worked out, and they they're they're suffocating because they get trapped down there. Cyril wants to let them die slowly, because that was the other thing Michael Burnham's trying to like try to get them air again. Uh, Joanna Oshekowen, Westerchen, I can never say her name. I'm sorry, but her um, she's she can hold her breath for a long time. She establishes this in the episode. She's like, I can, I, I I'm guessing she's a swimmer, a diver, or something like that. And um, and so the rest of them are dying, but she's got such trained, uh, strong lung capacity. She can deal with the, the low thinner air. Um, and I thought like when they kind of like later are on that mission, because their mission is to like dislodge the nacelle because Michael Burnham says some kind of little code over the intercom to Tilly that no, only she'll understand. And uh, to, to get the, the nacelle off, drop them out of warp. So their friends can and Starfleet and Navarre can catch up and stop the empty chain. That's that's sort of the whole concept of it all. Um, and I was like, great, she's gonna die. She's totally gonna die. Uh, you know, that's what she gets for being good at something. In this case, holding her breath. Uh, <laughs> no, she made it. And even the robot who sacrificed himself to or herself to uh, to to save Joanna uh, also lived. Was also brought back. Uh, so everyone lives. Yay! Yay! Yay. Jet, Reno, Jet Reno had a thirty-second uh, uh, spot on the show, so yeah, she got the, like I can fix yeah. the robot. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's coming back for next season. I think it was reported. I could see, like, yeah, they put her on that bridge in that final scene to say, okay, she's part of the crew, you know, and like, um, we would say there's not enough people, there's too many people, but I think I think they'd be able to work on that. I, I had an issue with that. I had many? an issue. With that last scene, okay, okay. Well, what? Let's start. I know we're jumping ahead, but with the last scene uh, on the bridge, what's what's your issue, tissue? My why is what's his name on on Amadeus? Amadeus, not Amadeus. Um, Antonio, no. Um, the gentleman in the box, the scientist. Oh yeah, Aurelio. Why, Aurelio? Why is he on that bridge? Right, because. Uh, the producers are in love with this actor uh, <laughs> who plays Aurelio. He's been around since season one. He's played a character every season. Kenneth Mitchell's his name. He's a Canadian actor. Um, he played Call in the first season. He later played like that time crystal Klingon guy that was like the son of Vok. Remember the one that chose Pike, his future? Uh, yeah. And then he was, he, they brought him back. So I feel, I feel the like new they, Jeffrey Coombs. He's the new <laughs> Jeffrey Coombs. He's the, he's the Lon Chaney of Star Trek. Uh, he's going to just bring come. They're going to get him to play every something different every season, maybe or whatever. If I were to take a stab at the logic outside of loving an actor, I would say that because there was the crew that was on the bridge was the crew that was on the ship during the whole takeover of the ship, and and because they they sent everyone back to Starfleet, correct, on shuttles, and only had a certain group of people that. Emerald Chain only had a certain group of the crew left. So all of these people, plus Book, right? Because he's not really part of the crew, but he was also on the bridge. And then the scientists, they were all involved in how things played out and succeeded for in you know in the crew's favor. So all of the people who were involved are now there to welcome Michael Burnham to the bridge as the new captain. That's how I would logic this out. That they were all important in getting to this point. Yeah, they're all, but they're all part of the crew now too, right? Um, oh, I'm not saying they're not part of the crew. I'm just saying if you want to 
say who was in that final shot and why from not from a like a producer standpoint as in liking actors as in why would they be there yeah. but, but we're saying that Aurelio is a part of the crew now and also he is part of the crew but i'm saying he's also involved in the the dismantling right. of the, the emerald chains plans but i think what jamil's jamil's saying is like who's this guy we just met him like a minute ago and and now he's on the show uh like seemingly as a a recurring in the, in the sh in, on the bridge i think he has except right jamil <laughs> on the bridge <laughs> on the bridge it's like child on my bridge wesley crusher get off here you know? it, like if if he was like in the mess or <laughs> right or there was some other se sequence i would have been perfectly fine right um maybe in engineering or by the spore drive and you know the you have tig and um sorry uh uh, Jet, you have Stamets and him kind of having a conversation with Adira, right? We have a sequence where we're like, okay, engineering, um, the spore drive is becoming more of a hot spot, right? Uh, plot wise and conversational wise, but to see the crew on the sh in the on the bridge and he's there side by side, oh, I had an issue with that. <laughs> that, that kind of that kind of irked me a little bit. A little bit. I love this episode, but it irked me. Yeah, I, 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 it will depend on what the future of Aurelio is. I think is sort of how we'll have to uh, figure out if him being there is going to feel weird in in time or not. Uh, I think it's potential for now, but he, maybe uh, maybe if they had set him up a little bit earlier in the season, I think that would have been better. Right? Even they 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 worked him into maybe one of the earlier appearances of Osira. I think that would have been good, but maybe they didn't think of it till later. So it's. Uh, I do appreciate he's the. Uh... Diversity wise, he's the he's the disabled uh diversity character. Because they have so many different ones now, right? Yes, yes. You gotta have, yeah, basically yeah, they're going for like um representation, Everything. right? You know, Represent good representation. That's yeah, what so Star Trek always has been, right? From it's yeah. cooking right from the beginning, right? Yeah. So it's uh diversity of people, backgrounds, abilities, uh, you know, thought ways of thinking. Um mm -hmm. all are going to lead to a team that can kind of do anything. And, yep. uh, and a great result, and that's that's all, that's really what I'll, all I ever want to see, or not all I want to see, but it's the big theme. I want what I want to see Star Trek and Starfleet in particular to stick to, um, and you know I think that's why shows like maybe Picard, uh, you know, struggled a little because it wasn't a Starfleet show; it was kind of a, a very different kind of a story. So, and that's okay. I think it's okay to try out new things because Star Trek has this vast world that they can do different things in and different types it, of it got us to this point which i'm happy about so yeah. all the disappointments let's just say mm -hmm. uh, i'm feeling pretty good right so um i could take a a little bit of sour candy with my my sweet um so the final the final turbo lift sequence we talked quite a bit about but you know you know but there's also the fight between Asira and um and Michael herself, and what was fun? Everyone yeah. liked it. Like yeah. Yeah. action movie action. That that was that was an action movie worthy sequence. Um, when whenever you have a, a like a fight sequence where uh, you're you're seeing that happening, you're looking for a couple of things. You're looking for conti uh, continuity in in terms of like. Uh, characters are where they're supposed to be, 
right? During the fight sequence, everything seems very fluid, like a proper continuation of each sequence of the fight, right? You you have the, you know, they cover a lot of ground in this fight sequence. This is not like, uh, like a, a very closed area. They, they cover a lot of ground. And it's the wrestling fan in me, like, uh, really, like, switches on when I'm watching it. Like, Michael dealing with her leg being injured and incorporating then the fight sequence, what, yeah. uh, um, how she's attacked, and they pinpoint that to to make sure that an advantage occurs, right? The burst of energy to 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 cross the room to get to Asira, but at the same time, still ho that hobble is there the entire sequence. This was. A, a masterclass in, in in terms of choreography and also in performance. Yeah, like I have to say, this is one of the like a strong woman protagonist, strong a woman uh, antagonist going at it in an action sequence, and maybe one of the best things I've, I've ever seen in that with that uh, scenario in, ter in terms of TV or movie. Uh, I can't think of maybe another. I, I didn't. I haven't seen the new Wonder Woman movie. I haven't seen the fight with Cheetah and uh, Wonder Woman. It. But uh, I don't. Was it better than this? I you know. You, oh. No, it wasn't. It was better. <laughs> you could see everything. Yeah, like, I, like I, you know, and I, uh, so it's, I, I thought this, uh, the only thing I can't get over in this fight between the two of them is, okay, it's in the computer core. And at one point, so basically, Osiris tries to finish off Michael by pushing her into like this, um, I don't know what it was, like nanites, or it was like little, like little robot. What was going on? More, what, what, like morphing metal. It was like morphing, morphing metal material. or liquid. Metal. I think it's the core of their morph technology. Yeah, I I think it's um, f the computer system has like this type of organic um, cell structure. So she was being pushed into it. And therefore, it kind of absorbed. Like a fluid. I was like, I wasn't quite sure what was going on. I, I and I didn't know what was, what was how she was going to come out of it, or like she was going to be. The best is when you hear the noise and Sarah takes a look in over her shoulder. No, no, <laughs> happens again. <laughs> and then she comes out, spits out part of the, the, you know, whatever they were. That was it was great. Love that yeah. scene. Yeah, like okay, was the was was her, like I think it's satisfying in that she comes out and she gets her sort of through the door, but there's sort of not like this final emotional moment like where she like Michael gets her victory, but Osiris dead. I guess is sort of what I'm saying here is that um, issue number two, issue number two. Yeah, how, you you agree that it was a little not it, they 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 could have done it a little better. How great if she was like a prisoner. Right? How great it would have been where, like, you have an issue. There is a whole world, a whole world that the Emerald Chain has has had their hooks into. Right? A lot of things that Starfleet does not understand, but the Emerald Chain does. Right? And as she awaits her her uh, her trial, right? Just imagine that scene where once again Michael and Syrah have to match wits, right? Syrah is in her cell with the force field, and Michael has to come to her and ask her for help, right? Yeah. I, I, I think that we, we, we just oh. got rid of an awesome antagonist <laughs> that. Okay, um, hold on. I, 
we'll give you a second <laughs> to clear things up. We're having a rave. <laughs> you set red alert. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys check your warp core? Is it still is it where it's supposed to be? Dump it, dump it. Uh, ooh, they're talking amongst themselves. Can't hear you, Dave. I think that's the point. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I'm, I, I accidentally. Okay, so I, I have like a routine that sets, and then it, it went off, and then I tried to correct it, but I accidentally activated the red alert, which <laughs> turns every light in our house red. So then Jane was just like, "Oh, Dave, you did it now." And so. <laughs> I've remedied that. I have an evening mode that gets all the red out. But, it's all uh, the red alert out. <laughs> uh, See, once again, Jane, like Michael Burnham, steps in, resets the system. Right? Yep. Yeah, she yep. she's cleaning up after me with these messes. So it's uh, <laughs> so just to wrap up what I was saying because it was kind of long winded. Right, we lost out on the opportunity for like. An antagonist that that Michael can come back to. I'm not saying repeatedly, but like when it when it sweeps times and you need that storyline that like uh, Michael is uh, like uh, exhausted all of her resources and she needs to come and and ask for information. I I I think all the work that was done this season, I think there was still meat on the bone. You know what? You might be right there because we saw part of her, that character last week where she was sitting at the table with Vance. That was very interesting. You know, yeah. the negotiator, the, the the one that wanted peace or, or something. And I would have liked to have known that part of her a little more than than uh, than we saw, unfortunately, you know, with just that you know, 45 minutes of that show. And are we 100% sure she's dead? Because I just saw her lying on the I was going to say got shot and she was on the floor but we all we saw was her backside lying on the ground like true. i don't know well, maybe the, there's all like, the other guys she shot were probably dead too right like how many people does michael burnham put down in this episode because uh, clearly her she was not on stun she was on kill so at least, at least 10 i think soldiers she took down tonight you know what until we actually see like like a body count let's assume that they're still alive i want to know why was the uh, why was there a push for peace? Like, why was there a push for peace? And there has to be opposing forces against that peace. And now that Osiris is not mm -hmm. um, in charge anymore, where does that leave the Emerald Chain? Like, well, there's, a, there's a lot. There's got to be other Emerald Chain leaders that we haven't met yet, and you know. Yeah. I, I just was. I really liked Osira. I thought she was a great character. I would have liked. Right? Yeah, I think like they could have put her in prison. I feel like that would have been maybe the better way. Like take her, take her down, but maybe not kill her. Like, but they. they but I in don't the know, moment, they, the stakes were really high, man. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, and Mike says that Rin got a better death than Osira, and I, I, I kind of agree. Like it's more memorable than Osira. Well, like sort of. Like it's cool the way Michael comes out of it, yeah. and, and the way it happened in the moment was exciting. It's all true. It's just, it's more just that that like uh, Osira as a character almost deserves better. Um, yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Testament to the performance. Mm -hmm. And Plus, she really never got her um her sass back. She never got to sass her back. 
one last time. No, to get his passer back. And and until he didn't really get sort of um, any kind of re- like not redemption, but she didn't get any resolution with her conflict with Osira. Like you know that 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 mm-hmm. um, they never had yeah. a resolution to that. Um, and we'll see how Tilly deals with that and everything that happened. Maybe Osiro come back as a head on a on a robotic body. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> perhaps they, Maybe. they can do. It. Yeah, she's got a complicated heart, so you know they can do it. Yeah. They, still, they still pumping all the blood while she's on the ground. And we also lost Frostbite himself, whatever his name was, the like yeah. that mercenary guy we met in episode two that was working for Osira from Zara. Dawn of the Dead, season four. Mike Zara, uh, British actor, and he um, uh, he was fighting Book in the Turbo Lift, and he said, "I'm going to get you and your little cat too, your fat cat." Well, <laughs> Book was having none of that. Yeah. She's right. a queen. Queen. She's a queen. You don't that, talk about my cat. That that is your gift that you're going to see for um, <laughs> 2011 everywhere. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I think that the gift tonight was, uh, was also going to be Michael Burnham when she says, "Okay, uh, computer, like re- reboot the system, right?" She reboots the system and she says, "Okay, beam everybody off. Okay, get it, get okay. uh, <laughs> get every get 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 them off the thing. Uh, set up the shields, whatever." She's saying, "I'm like, okay, now we got to keep this going. Order me a pizza. Get me this thing." You know, like, uh, uh, did it, my- it kind of feel like? Um, um, Star Trek 2009 um, with the Kobayashi Maru where like Kirk kind of like um, cheats the system and just like rattles off like 20 different commands at the same time. It just seems like instantaneous one after the other. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. <laughs> all right, everyone. I had all planned out. I memorized it. I know exactly what I wanted to ask you. I was thinking about it for a while. I, I thought it was funny that she didn't get life support back on first. What was her engage when she was let's, finally at the let's end? Fly. Yeah. Let's fly. Let's fly. And there, and there she is in her her uniform. Uh, I think it needs work. Yeah. No, I love this uniform. I, I oh, love no. the, the fly. The fly saying. Let's oh. fly. I thought she was gonna like. Okay, I was a little surprised she didn't do just black alert because that's kind of what they do. But um, but it, it it's it was um, she instead of engage or. Whatever, they, whatever they, didn't punch jump. It. they didn't jump, they, didn't. they went away warp. They went standard yeah. warp, which is yeah. fine. Like the ship can also do that, but I don't know where they were going in standard warp. They can literally go anywhere they want. They have a split drive, but uh, it's it's fine. But the, I think just the ship, a ship going to warp, we see it. That's what we want to see, right? Like like, like from next gen mm-hmm. on, even going back to a motion picture, really. Uh, that's been sort of like the effects or versions of that effect in in Star Trek original series. It's more like it's not it's 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 not quite that. But um, I thought it was like let's fly. I just don't think it's memorable enough. I, I feel like you need something a little bit more catchy. But she, it's we're committed now. They probably tested like a number of different things. Uh, I'm sure they did. have a, a blurper a blooper sequence. I, I, just a blooper sequence of just different things. We, Both her and Saru. Does anyone remember what Saru settled on? Because remember he. Well, he settled on. I, I didn't like that. What well, like, then, or something. He said. No, it was execute. Um, no. Yes. <laughs> execute yeah, yeah. now. Execute. <laughs> you know. Like, and she's like, "Let's fly. Let's fly. Let's the, fly." The problem, is, the, the problem is, is that we've got the like engage. How are we going to? Yeah. Punch yeah. it was also good. I like punch it. Punch it was, punch it was good. 
Pike in the new movie, right? I, w- Wasn't I, I would like yeah, Pike and- David uh, Cronenberg made to fly, so... Yeah, he was like, "Let's fly, let's the fly with Jeff Goldblum." Exactly. We weren't picking so, that so, up. Hint, hint, Cronenberg. <laughs> so, uh, Pike, uh, Discovery Pike, he says, "Hit it, hit it, right, yeah. hit it," yeah. and then Riker goes, "And a one, and a two, and a three, and." A- <laughs> it was punching. It was like the Bruce Greenwood uh, Pike in uh, the 2009. Yeah. Punch it was was Greenwood. Hit it was Pike. It was from um, Discovery. Hit it. He had already yeah. taken it. It was taken. Mm-hmm. So uh, she needed something else. And she couldn't say execute or. <laughs> and again, I guess it, what's wrong with engage? Like, why is that? Oh, that's not just Picard's word. Uh, Janeway also says engage. And I, think, <laughs> and I think Cisco would say engage. And I, I was like, it's, it's, it's not just Picard's word. We, and, and what was her name? Uh, the Carol Freeman on uh, our deck. She's like, what if mine's like, let's go. Go go warp time or whatever she, she wanted. To <laughs> she has a similar debate where she's like trying to figure out what she should say yeah. when she wants to go warp. Go go warp time. Go go warp time or go go ship time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She re- they retake the ship. They everything else. They oh and then they they we we, we don't okay. I, the only thing we didn't quite understand, Jane and I, was she has this plan because once they retake the ship. And they get up there until Tilly passes the torch, which I think maybe I, I wasn't completely that expecting. Was pretty quick. It was quick, you know, like because I guess Michael is the one who saves the day here. And so I guess Tilly is sort of uh, uh, bowing down and saying, you know, yeah, you screwed up in the past, but I think you've learned your lesson. And I think you're the one to lead us to get us out of this situation. And I think she's right. And I think yeah. that Michael Burnham's earned right it. Call. From disgraced traitor and criminal Michael Burnham to captain of the ship, but uh, she says, "Okay, we got to eject the warp core, and then we're going to jump because." And they 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 drop it on us. So the book with his abilities can probably jump. I don't know. This this I was like, I guess. Okay, sure. Um, and uh, we'll try this out. But yeah, like, why did they have to eject the warp core? Why is blowing up the Viridian? The ship they're trapped inside. This is Osiris' ship. Even after she's dead, they're still trying to get her, get them right. So why why was that important? They're not the Borg. You don't have to blow up this this Viridian ship, or do you? Like, is it to, well, because they were? Here's the thing, though. They just they jumped out of it. So could they just jump out? I wonder. Yes. Yes, they could have jumped out with it without ejecting that warp core. With, with taking the risk of sitting there not knowing if it, the jump would work, and they yeah. Is that just for a f- drama? Like, I don't know. I'll have to watch it again to understand if there was some there was some reason we had to drop this warp core and blow up the, the Osiris ship, the Viridian. Uh, but that's how you win. I guess, well, like, I yeah. guess they wanted to take care of that ship. Get you know, get it. Yeah, get they it. they they have to blow up the Kraken ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well they got the, they got the boom. Okay. And they're done. And so, but we don't know. Did they make it out? We didn't see it. And we don't know if Saru back back to Saru and Sukal and Nadira and Culber and they're the last minute. They come in and Saru come in and happy day, right? Mm-hmm. Jason Stone is saying they took out the capital ship. So maybe this was their big bad one ship. Like right. Well, so what does it now mean? Because Osira does send the message to the Emerald Chain that they had rejected the deal. So we will see the Emerald Chain again. And especially with this destruction of this ship, you can't say that the Federation hasn't been at least like 
they don't that the ML chain doesn't have a, a reason to be upset after all of this, right? Uh, they don't. They they might try to explain. Well, we told us we told Osiris yes, but you basically have to go on trial or you have to face your crimes. And that was she said no, and and then well then you and then she tried to steal our ship anyway. And so uh, yeah, but we'll now see. they have the scientists, so he could he could probably speak to them. Like, will the Emerald Chain be an ongoing antagonist or in Discovery, like the Romulans in the original series? Ah, uh, but maybe if the Federation gets everyone in on it again and they all have great ships, it's not a big deal. Like, how big is this Emerald Chain? How they're as big planets? as the Federation. Like, they're 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 a rival empire. Yes, but once the Federation goes to all the planets and gets everyone back gets in the, the game, right? Well, we saw okay, we know. saw the Trill lady uh, who we met in Adira's kind of focus Nibar. episode. She was back, Navarre. Oh, and by the way, what was this? Is this the Navarre thing? So it's live long, and then she was like this, and then she went like this. The president of Navarre, who we met in, in Unification 3. So the, maybe this is the new Star Trek. So it's not just this, then touch your heart, right? Uh, so maybe that was when the Romulans came. It's like that's live long and prosper, Joel and True. The, the Romulan saying. <laughs> Okay, it's getting late, um, <laughs> and so it's midnight. So we're gonna we're gonna probably need to wrap up. But the, yeah, we talked about the final sequence. Uh, we did get this quote on the screen to stop the episode uh, from Gene Roddenberry. This is what they chose to put on. In a very real sense, we are all aliens on a strange planet. We spend most of our lives reaching out and trying to communicate. If during our whole lifetime we could reach out and re really communicate with just two people, we are indeed very fortunate. Uh, I agree completely. I was kind of tearing up as I was reading it, and I was like, "Why? Why did they choose to put this on screen tonight? Uh, why? Not, that's unusual, but not uh, I, not unusual in comparison to what happened the previous day." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this idea of connection and and friendships and relationships and Star Trek is really a about that too it's a huge part of it's just the connections with characters as it is in many stories and worlds and universes but you know it's just the episode we watched last night adam original series where you know uh, uh he was talking about um starfleet making kirk and spock brothers right and figuratively speaking um and, but, but and I, I, you know that was a nice wrap-up i think that you know michael jane you both said it earlier and, and jamil everybody said it was you know the connection to star trek and Mm -hmm. You know, it, it it was a nice wrap up. It was just a great way to. This was Gene Roddenberry's vision. This, but you know, here we are, how many years? Fifty years later, and it still matters. You know, yep. the real vision of the show still matters, and and I think it was great, great homage, and uh, like a great way to wrap the show up. Yeah, and and it's perfect for the time we're living in right now with this pandemic, right? I mean, look it's at all like, of us. We're on. Look on at that. Online. We made connections with each other. Like uh, I did not know Michael or Adam before the pandemic. Nope. Um, so nope. technically, we've never sh even been shared the same room. <laughs> either of us. Uh, um, Air. You know. Air. And, but you know, it's it's been this podcast the whole last year, and I don't know. It's been amazing being so separated, but still having connections in this world in Star Trek, and this whole season you know, has been sort of a journey in itself because I was like, you know, I, I, I was so down after season two. I really struggled with a lot of it. And I felt like, what's the future of Star Trek looking like? I, most of 2020, I was pessimistic about this season. Uh, I feel like 
you know, Picard wasn't great. You know, like I didn't love season one of Picard. Uh, it had a lot of issues. I felt like they were not doing so well. Then Lower Decks came along, and I really had this whole new shot in the arm uh, around what what Star Trek could become. And Discovery has only enhanced that this this uh, year. I think this uh, what they did, and they're and like, hey, you those uniforms, like. How can I not be excited? Like, come on. Like, you know, with the new with the colors back in the traditional color scheme. We got the blue color, they got the yellow, I got the red, the, the medical divisions in white. I think that's interesting. Like, you know, it's it, it's fun. Uh, I think they're 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 create they're 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 extending the universe. They are they're building upon what's come before and telling new stories, which is what I want. This is all I want. That's all I ever wanted. You know? We we talked about it earlier in the season. We we want to be excited every week. We want to be looking forward to Thursday nights. And mm -hmm. it's totally did that for for me. And and I know Michael too. Right? You know, you, oh, yeah. you, you get get excited about it. And it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been a long road. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> well, it's late, you know. So I, I do want to wrap up. I know we all we want to get to bed. We all we all yep. got to get to and everything tomorrow. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, let's get to ratings. Let's, I, I I I almost forgot. Um, and and kind of like really uh, finish out this season. I'm curious to see what what Michael will do with his rating. Uh, uh, let's take this down. Okay. All right, um, Jamil, uh, do you want to start us off? Um, this episode, I give a nine point six. Okay, I already indicated what my issues were. Yeah, no, I think it's fair. Yeah, uh, Adam, ten. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Hey. Uh, Mike, if you're out there, feel free to chime in. Uh, Michael, last week's episode. Oh, you have a rating for last week's episode as well? Absolutely. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Nine. Okay. <laughs> and this week's episode, 9.9. 9.9. Yeah. Way to go. And uh, Jane? 9. 9.4. 9.4. 9.9. Yeah. <laughs> And I might change that, you know. Like I gave the only episode I gave a full ten was Scavengers, and I, this has got to be better. Okay, ten. Okay, so um, <laughs> just go all in. Go all in. So <laughs> why why take the point off? It's it was a great, fantastic episode, a great season, uh, especially in comparison to what's what, what I, my my personal bias and what's uh, what they've done. Oh, nine point nine. For uh, Mike as well, uh, Mike O'Connor, who joined us on last week's episode. Uh, so that is an average of 9.8 overall. And for that tonight's episode, uh, the season average 9.1. I'm going to give a, an average to him. Uh, yeah, so you can see there. Okay, so the highest uh, rated, well, Mike with his two ratings is the highest rated 9.6. But overall, um, in terms of uh, Adam, you were at 9.8. Two tied with me in terms of like overall ratings of the season. Michael at nine point one. He brought up the average just enough with this uh, final <laughs> nine point nine rating. Uh, Jane, you were at the lowest, mm -hmm. <laughs> but still really strong. It's all so strong. We're all in the same ballpark yeah. here. So um, 
Yeah, I think those those are big numbers. We, those are those are much stronger than even uh, lower decks, which I was a big fan of this uh, this past year. But there there was a couple episodes where I was like, I don't know, like seven or whatever. It was fine, but it, it didn't necessarily. Uh, which is you know, any Star Trek season, especially some of those Deep Space Nine episodes we watched in the first two, <laughs> you know. So it's not all like for a for a season to have like that thirteen. Great episodes, well above like eight and a half. All of them, um, like all of them are nines. Great, great, uh, great job. Uh, do not, you know, keep keep the momentum, Discovery, and keep this going. And you, you've, you've reinvented your show in a really smart way. I think it makes total sense now. Is Mike Burnham's time to be the captain? I think this. The, there was a different captain in the first three seasons, and there's this whole new, this whole new life to the show. It's almost like this whole season was a new pilot in itself. It's almost like a 13-hour pilot for the what the show is now going to become. Um, in some ways. Okay. Anything else? No. Nope. Okay. I'm good. Sign off, Peter, so we can go to bed. <laughs> okay. I just want to um, plug. Uh, we're coming back to Star Trek Radio Theater in, uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to January 16th. Michael, you're going to be there. You're going to be playing Commander Jonathan Archer in a Mirror Darkly when we do the Mirror Universe. Oh. For season two of Star Trek Radio Theater, check that out Saturday, January 16th. We got a great cast Emil, myself, Gene, uh, my brother Jeff, we got Kevin Malai. We got, a, we got a bunch of people. It's going to be amazing. And, uh, and, and check that out. We have a lot of fun uh, just reenacting those scripts and uh, talking about those, ep- like redoing those episodes and kind of having a uh, fun. It, may, it gives you such a stronger connection to each of these episodes. If each time we watch like, an episode we've seen before, we're like, I remember doing those lines. I remember acting that scene. It's, it's, it's a whole different experience. Like, it's uh, really something. And uh, we do D Space Nine on Tuesdays and we do Wednesday's original series. And Thursday, we're going to have off for a while. So, hey. And uh, until at least the next Star Trek show comes along. And we do Super Mater Brothers Podcasting and Trade with the Bates, our other channels. Okay. So, thank you, Jane, Adam, Michael, Jamil, Mike, Jason Stone, all of everyone out there. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been a great, uh, great experience. I'm so glad we did this. And uh, we'll, we'll all be back, hopefully, season four. Yes, sir. Already been renewed. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. Okay, so have a great night, everybody. Thanks for staying up so late to do this, and have a good one. Let's do the Vulcan salute where we touch your heart. Oh, thank you.